is a country girl from Little Rock, Arkansas. Lived with her grandmother till she was seven years old. It is those first seven years that set the stage for a relationship with God that would last for an eternity. After moving away from her grandmother, her fairy tale life took a radical change to a world of abuse and neglect that would ignite an unquenchable desire to help young women. That would be realized in her career choices, her purpose, and her destiny. She was raised in Compton, California, and after graduating from Cali State, um, Long Beach, and receiving her bachelor's degree in sociology and her master's degree in public policy administration, she dedicated her life to the service of others. She began her career as a child development supervisor at an organization that specializes in helping families on the road to recovery for substance abuse. She deemed it an honor to work with women, helping them to gain the tools and knowledge to care for the children and to nurture both women and children back to emotional health and stability. Her next career assignment was as the administrative executive director at a foster family agency where she was responsible for caring for over hundreds of children in foster homes. She also heard the cries of the women that were victims of sex trafficking. So she co-founded the Restoration Diversion um, Program in Compton. Her last assignment was, a pro was as um, a program manager for a program dedicated to the prevention of child abuse. Her passion has always been the self-empowerment of women, which led her to start a mentoring program in the 80s. Daughters of Destiny, which blossomed to Daughters of the Queen. Her life is the ultimate tale of redemption, my Lord. Um, proclaiming the power of God to take what the enemy meant for evil and turning it around for good. She was an abused child, but God turned it around and she was given the opportunity to work for an organization whose purpose was the prevention of child abuse. Finally, as a child, that did not grow up with her biological mother. She is the mother of three, Tiffany, who graduated from Spelman College, Sparkle, who graduated from Howard University, and one beloved son, Donald, who is kind and devoted, and one granddaughter, Kennedy, who is the apple of her eye. Isn't that something? By far, her greatest achievement has been her role as a mom. Every role has led to this moment when every life lesson can be used to encourage the women of God, chronically, the book of Esther um, to expire women to wear their crown with dignity as they walk down the path of destiny. I don't know what else to say, but please welcome the <laughs> publishing author, Deetra Haddon. Hattie, is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Hattie, yeah. uh, awesome. Nice to meet you and welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and so thrilled to be here. Awesome. 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 So would you please give us do the honor 
of praying for us because I believe in prayer and I believe this, we need prayer for this. Absolutely. We need prayer like never before. So father, we just come before your throne in the name of Jesus, father God. And we ask Lord God, now that your anointing would fall on this broadcast, father, we ask father in the name of Jesus, Lord, that now you would make every crooked place straight, Lord God. And the word that you have for your people would come forth in boldness, righteousness, Lord God. We stand in agreement for what you're doing in us and through us this day and always, Father. We thank you for the opportunity to chronicle all of our lessons, Lord God, in writing that we may give it to your people and serve you, Lord God. And we thank you for what you're going to do in this broadcast. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What a powerful prayer. All right. So we're going to go right into asking um, the questions. So here are the questions our readers want to know or ask. The name of your book is called Daughters of the Queen. Tell us why you named the book Daughters of the Queen. I named the book Daughters of the Queen because as women, I think the most precious title that we can have is daughter because daughter represents having protection, having a covering, um, just as a birthright. And so I named it Daughters of the Queen to represent the daughter in us, but also Daughters of the Queen to represent the royal priesthood that is in us that has been given to us through Jesus Christ and also to represent our regalness and to help us to understand and go deep and pull that out so that we can represent the kingdom in the splendor and that God created us to represent it in. Awesome. 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 So what attracted you to this type of story? Why this story and why now? This story was, I was attracted to the story because Esther is a powerful woman who walked in courage and defied death to fulfill her purpose. And not only did she walk in power and courage, she also walked in humility. And that is so important. Um, so she was a woman that any woman in our society would want to emulate. And mm -hmm. and I just felt that that was a, a good person and a good place to start empowering women to reach in and fulfill their destiny just as Esther did. My goodness, my goodness. Well, how long did it take you to, to manifest the idea of writing this book into it actually becoming a book? So this journey started for me in 2009. It's when I oh. first started writing. Okay. And I would write when the spirit led me to write. Okay. And not knowing where the spirit was going, just being obedient, because a lot of times you have to just you can't have the roadmap to where you're ending. You just got to start walking on the road. So I started writing and God told me, OK, you can stop writing in about five years ago. I um, truly believe that every word is inspired. And a lot of times I would wake up in the middle of the night. You write when the spirit tells you to write. So I would wake up in the middle of the night, write go back to sleep and wake up the next morning and go, wow, this is, wow, father, what a word. <laughs> so I, it was definitely inspired by the spirit. Um, I tried for five years to self-publish okay. and that was a disaster. All of the editors and all of the graphic artists and the different covers. And one day I saw on Trilogy uh, a commercial and they were talking about publishing your book. And I said, you know, Lord, maybe I should let them do what they do 
and I do what I do. So in five months, they gave me the book that I had been trying for five years to write. So that, wow. was, yeah, that was the journey. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you got it accomplished. Um, I believe that this is a book for women. I believe that it can also educate men as well. It can bring them into an understanding of what women do to prepare for destiny. So I appreciate your book. Um, if you had to choose one chapter, what is your favorite chapter within the book and why? So my favorite chapter would be chapter one. And that chapter is purification of the heart. Because you have to have a clean heart and a right spirit to accomplish the, the purposes of God and to to fulfill your destiny. So in the purification of the heart, there's five steps. And we talk about letting go of bitterness. And that is so important because if you have any bitterness, God says, don't even come before his throne. If you have something against somebody, leave your gift and then go make it right and then come back. So I talk about just forgiving, forgiving others, forgiving yourself, mm -hmm. letting go of that bitterness so that once you are free of bitterness, then the spirit of God can really emanate. Bitterness is a cloud that clouds out the light of God. But when you have mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, then the Holy Spirit, it's light can lighten the world. So it's important to let go of your bitterness. Bitterness. It's also important to be at peace with God. Um, and I want to, and I wrote in that step to your purification, just understanding that the debt is paid, understanding that God redeemed us, understanding that Jesus paid the price, understanding that there is no condemnation in him that is in Christ Jesus, understanding that that you are whole and complete and at peace with God because he made peace with us. He loved us before we even wanted to make peace with him. Uh, so the next step of that would be after you're uh, at peace with God, to could be content with your life. So it's okay. so important to just have peace in knowing that you are where God wants you to be and to be thankful for being there. When you can be thankful for where you are, then you have the the opportunity to just enjoy your life, enjoy every moment, enjoy enjoy where you are, enjoy the struggle. Count it all joy when you fall into all different types of tri tribulations because it's growing your faith. So when you are content with your life, then you have the opportunity to, to really live life to the fullest. And then I talk about in chapter one to to not to be a desperate. You don't want, you don't want to have desperation. You have to be free of desperation. And how do you do that? It's being full of love. That's another step. So to be full of love means to be full of God's love. And you can only be full of God's love when you recognize and understand him and get to know him. And when you get to know him and when the fullness of love just encamps en and, and engulfs your being, then you can love others. You can love yourself. It all starts with love. If God is love, that's what he needs from us. He needs love. And so when we are full of love, at peace, contentment, when we have all of those things, then you can have a pure heart. How can anything get in when you're trusting God, when you're not bitter, when you're happy? How can anything oh my, my. get in when you, when you just love? love? God is love. But you yes. are the epitome of the spirit of God when you're walking in love. And that is the purification of the heart. He says only the pure in heart is going to see him. You want to see God? Yes. Look at five steps. Look at those five steps in action. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man, you preaching there. All yeah. right. All right. 
Now, you have given us some nuggets, but I'm still going to ask the question. Can you unfold those nuggets, those principles that govern your book to help people build and strengthen their character to prepare for their destiny? I think that is very important. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And I want to say, first of all, what a principle and the principle is what you believe is your beliefs, the things that you believe that govern your life. And they are the reason you do what you do is because you believe what you believe. So those principles in life are the guiding force of your life. So I talk about uh, in chapter two, I talk about take time out of the equation. Trust God's timings. Don't worry about it. You got to trust that he has a plan and he mapped out a plan from you from the beginning of time. Um, in chapter three, I talk about obedience, honor and respect. And I talk about how Esther, she was obedient to Hedgy. She was obedient to Mordecai, her mentors. And there's a lot, a lot of young women need to understand obedience, need to understand that when your mom is talking to you, when your dad is talking to you, and when your teachers are talking to you, when people are trying to mentor and guide you, if you would listen, Mm. then God can use them to direct your steps. And when we, as a young, as adult women, when we are obedient to what God's word tells us to do, God can use us in a mighty way, but it has to start with obedience. It has to start with honoring God, honoring others, honoring yourself. Um, one of it's a lot. There's 15 principles. Um, I'll go through my favorite ones, and you tell me if I have time to go through any other. I, I talk about the enlargement, and when we talk about destiny and preparing yourself for destiny, you do not want to miss out on what God has for you because you can. You can miss out on it with procrastination. You can miss out on it with having fear of what of doing what God has called you to do, and when that happens, then you may lose your destiny. I, I did an exercise video in 1983, and it was called Sweat and Spirit. And I did not complete it. I used to love to work out and I would just be, uh, you know, praying and praising and jogging in place. And so I did I did an exercise video because I am obedient. When God tells you to do something, do it. Yeah. Don't figure out what he's trying to do or how he's going to do it. You just do your part and let him do his part. So I did this exercise video, Sweat in the Spirit, and then I didn't release it. I didn't release it for several reasons, but there are no excuses. Or excuses are tools of incompetence that build monuments of nothing. I made all kinds of excuses why I didn't like the video. I didn't like the sound. Well, guess what? A couple of years later, Diane Richardson came out with the exact same video with My the exact same t- title, with the exact same premise, and she made new. And she's still doing. I saw her on a cruise not too long ago, and she's still doing her thing and sweating in the spirit. So mm. it's important that when God gives you an, a plan, a purpose, a design, do it because he's going to fulfill what he needs to fulfill in the earth. He's not going to wait on you and he's not going to stop what he has to do. Let's just have somebody else do it. And then guess what? You and your descendants don't get. And that's what Esther, the Bible says Esther and her descendants were able. We're still talking about her now because yeah. she knew what God told her to do. Not her descendants. Talk about descendants, right? All the way up to 2000 years or God knows how many years later, we're still talking about her. I talk about uh, time of purification when it's just so important as women to be our very best uh, beauty from the inside out is when I talk about how important it is to not just look at your physical beauty, but work on your inner beauty, work mm-hmm. on just being confident in who you are, trusting God in who you are. Um, I talk about my favorite chapters, the last chapter, which is put God first, which is I talk about that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else that we added. 
I mean, that says it all because if we can seek first God's kingdom, get up in the morning, pray. There's another chapter, prayer and fasting equal sacrifice where Esther prayed and fasted. She didn't count on her outer beauty. When it came time for her to put her life on the line, she did not count on her outer beauty. She put her hope and trust in what God, what was in her and what was in her to pray. She had everybody pray. She had everybody fast. These are crucial times that we're in where you got to pray. You got to fast. You got to have those principles within you, deep within you so that you don't miss out on what God has called you to do. And you got to be ready. You got to have character that will take you where your character will sustain you. But a lot of people, you see a lot of people fall from grace. Because their character wasn't intact, because they didn't work on the inner man, that they didn't pray and Um, fast and obey. So it's so important that you work on your inner man as well as your outer man. Um, So those are a few of my chapters. There's, I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's fifteen. That was that was great. That was great. I heard a wealth of wisdom. I believe that Esther was a woman of prayer. I believe that if she would not have done what she would have, um, that she did, if she wouldn't have laid her life on the line, God would have chose someone to do it. She, it was, but she did it. She laid her life on the line. So I appreciate that. We need to lay our lives on the line when it comes down to it, especially for the life of those that he loved. Yeah. All right, let's, let's continue. According Now we're going to get a little bit of deeper into the book. According to your book, destiny drives us to our expected end and helps us to um, prepare for this opportunity that may come once in a lifetime. Why is it important to be prepared for that opportunity of a lifetime? Because the opportunity is okay. And the last thing that you want to do is miss out on the opportunity. Um, And you want to be prepared and you want to, you have to be internally prepared. You have to be walking by faith. Yes. You got to be trusting God. You got to be when 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 that because sometimes God's mission and your destiny is bigger than you can imagine. Mm. And the thought of it would cause you to walk in fear and have fear. But when you have prepared yourself, prepared your character, spent time with God, spent time in the word, when destiny comes, you're going to be ready. Because I, I love the quote from Miles Monroe when he said that the oil fields are not the greatest, but the wealthiest place on earth. He said the gold mines and the, and the diamond mines, those are not the wealthiest places on earth. The wealthiest place on earth is the graveyard. And that's uh-huh. a sad thing because so many people went to their grave with books inside them and ideas and winty inventions mm. and things inside them that they did not get a chance to benefit because when destiny came and the opportunity came, they were not prepared. Or there's so many that have fallen from grace and destiny came, but they didn't have that character to keep them and sustain them in the place that God had placed them. So it's just so important to be prepared, to have your character in line, to to be fasted up and prayed up because it's going to come. Everybody was born with a purpose. Everybody was born with a destiny. And there is that destiny is going to find you. And where is it going to find you? My, my. And we have to, as relates to character, when you say character, something triggered in me, we can rebuild our character. If your character is not up to par, if it's not where you need it to be, 
That's why God, see, that's why Jesus Christ died for us, so that we can redo our character because all of our characters was flawed at one time. All of us had to be regenerated and renewed and and com not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. All of us had to go through that process. So you can rebuild your character if you believe that your character is not where it should be. So I appreciate that. I, we want to continue. Um, Every person watching and listening, including myself, has been challenged in, our, in developing our character. Help us to understand how you transformed into the characteristics of the daughters of the queen today and how you have overcome those challenges that tried to hinder you going through the process. So I, I do talk about, uh, just in my bio, about being a child of abuse being not, not living with my mother, so not having a mother's love. Um, even though I did have, I did have the love of my, uh, my dad's wife and she did her very best. So I, I won't take anything from anybody because God is always working it out for your good. And so I always say the woman that I am now is because of everything that I've been through. Um, I'm divorced, so evidently something went wrong in my marriage. But with all of that, I had to cling to God and cleave to God and trust in God and know that in the end, he, he has my back. And it was not easy. It was not easy to to go through the things that you go through and to come out still shining like gold. It's not easy to go through things that you go through and not look like you went through it to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo and come out of the fiery furnace and don't even have the smell of fire. My, That's because my, my. God in you will protect and keep you when you keep your mind stayed on him. As a little girl, I didn't understand about God or Jesus. I just knew that living those first seven years of my life with Miss Lizzie Walls, that there was a God. So when I moved away from Arkansas and everything that I knew, my friends, my families, to a foreign land where I knew nothing and I was by myself. I, I moved with my dad, his wife, and his children, which are my siblings and, and who are my siblings now. We are like so close. It's like if we getting ready to go to the grocery store, we call each other, let's go to the grocery store, everybody. So, but, but it was hard in the very beginning. But because I knew God and I had... I had an idea. I knew to pray. I was seven years old and I was just going to the bathroom and I didn't have nobody but God. And I didn't, I would just, God, why are you letting this happen to me? And I just would cry as a little girl. And I cried as a teenager and I cried out to God as a woman. I cried out to God as a mother. Those are the things that trusting God, I have, I really believe, I, I mean, I would hate to have to be tested on it, but to walk on water, you got to know that you know, that you know who your God is. They that know who their God is will do great exploits. My, my. So you gotta, that, it, that, it, it's, it's what you go through and giving it to God. And that can start right today. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care where you've been. Starting today, yes. if you put your hand in God's hands, I promise he will bring you out of the fire. And I promise you will not smell like smoke. My, 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 my. You're going to make me run in this thing. <laughs> my, my. All right, let's continue. So what can every person watching and listening to this interview expect to receive from your book? 
So I think one of the things that you can expect is to feel love. The book is a love letter and it's a love letter to God's daughters from him. You're going to walk away with your esteem, your self-esteem built because it lets you know it's constantly reiterating your value. There's a story called the legend of Johnny Lingo in the book, and it just talks about the value your value, no matter what you look like, no matter where you come from, you are so valuable to God that even your fingerprints are distinctively yours because that's how, how valuable your uniqueness is to God. So you'll learn about how much God loves you, how unique you are. It's a book about relationships because I'm a single woman. So I, I do talk about how important it is to know who you are and do not get distracted with people that are contrary and counterproductive to your destiny and your path, to walk in obedience, to understand your value and never let anybody devalue you. So I talk about relationships a lot. I talk about marriages also because I was married and the importance of no matter what's going on in your marriage, know that you got the love of God and to cleave to the love of God, to know the love of God. And I think the greatest thing is a big hug from God. You get a big hug from God. You get faith. You should walk away with your faith just like like you can you know, who's this circumcised Philistine? Let me get my food with y'all. That's how you ought to walk yeah. away from this book. My, my. So you walk away from this book with strength and confidence and and you and, and and guidelines. You know, you gotta have guidelines, you gotta have boundaries. Because yeah. when you cross them, you know you cross them and you can get back on the other side of them. And that's where mercy comes in. Because when you when you cross those boundaries and you cross those guidelines that you're supposed to live within, and the book will give you those boundaries and guidelines, you also have the knowledge that you can fall down. Seven times seventy in one day. You know how many? Who, how much can you can't mess with that? Do that. <laughs> and he's always going to forgive you. That's that. Mm. That's the the power in yes. salvation. That's where he stepped on the devil's head. Grace and mercy. So it's just important for you to understand the grace and the mercy that God has. And so those are the things that you'll get from the book with so many other nuggets. I just really, I mean. Every time I read the book, I, I get a, a new appreciation for the word of God, because like I said, I didn't have a whole lot to do with writing. And mm -hmm. so I get to glean from the Holy Spirit over and over again. Mm, 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 mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So the last question I have is why is building those character traits so important for being a Christian? You know, when we look at 2020, and boy, has this been a year. And, you know, we are the light of the world. Yes. And the Bible says, if my people who my, are called my, by my name yes. would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from our wicked ways, then what I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. My people. He says, my people. So we as God's people have to, this is, it's, this is a more crucial time than ever before for God's people to stand up, for God's people to be a light. People are lost. People are scared. We have the answers. We have yeah. Jesus. We have the promises. We know how this thing ends. Mm. As Christians, we have to have the character, the boldness to stand up, to trust God, to believe God to know that he is in control of what is going on. This, this time, like no other, 
You got it. This is not the time to play around. This is the time to be sold out. This yeah. is the time. No, no, no reservations here. I'm sold out. You gotta be sold yeah. out. And this is the time. And so I this book is I look at it now, which I started in 2009. Who would have thought to 2020 this book would come out? March 28th, even though the release date was April 21st, but I got it on March 28th. Who would have thought? That now more than ever, I'm on two, three prayer lines. I'm always praying, you know, fasting, believing, because at this time, you know, you, uh, people call me now. My cousin has COVID. My friend has COVID. Can you pray? We got to be able to now, and we got to be able to, first of all, point them to Jesus. Yeah. We got to be able to pray for them. We got to be able to lay hands on the sick and, re- and they will recover. We got to believe. You got to know that this stuff is in you. And then when you know that that's, this is in you, then you can be the powerhouse that God has called you to be at this time. And it all starts with your character. Who yeah. are you? Who are you? And whose are you? And when you know who you are and whose you are, then God can use you. And that's what he is. Our, we got, we're here for two things, to know God and to make him known. And when people know God, you have hope. And right now, we need hope more than anything. We need hope. My, my, so, my. yeah. Well, I don't know what else to say, but there you have it. Trilogy Christian publishing author, Deetra Handy. Her book is called Daughters of the Queen. And you can purchase that on on Amazon. Is there any other platform can they purchase it from? You know, well, from what Trilogy tells us, if we're in a hundred thousand uh, locations, we're world because Trilogy, you know, TBN. So if anyone doesn't know, Trilogy is a part of the TBN network, which is around the world. So when he said a hundred thousand, I'm like, ooh, that sounds a lot, a lot. <laughs> Anywhere that books are sold, even. I thrift books and I, I've seen it. It's everywhere. Anywhere books are sold, you can get you can get uh, Daughters of the Queen. Well, that is awesome. That is awesome. I have had a, a fantastic time. Um, I think that I hear the wealth of knowledge and wisdom in you. You are absolutely extraordinary. Um, I have interviewed uh, a lot of people and you have been one of my favorites. Um, Thank you. Can you pray for the people who are watching and listening to this interview um, who is struggling to become prepared for their destiny? Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We need you at this point to order our steps and direct our pathway. This is the time, Father, for such a time as this. This is the time that we need your direction. We need to walk in purpose. We need to know our purpose. We need wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Order our steps, Lord. Order your sons. Order the steps of your daughters, Lord God, to the destiny that you have created them for, Lord God. Let us be a light shining in the darkness of this world. Let us be a city that is set on a hill that others may come to us and find refuge in the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God that dwells in us, Lord. Oh, prepare us for what you have prepared for us. Forgive us, cleanse us, wash us, make us whole that we may be 
a vessel empty to be filled by you, to be filled by your word and your will and your way. Guide us, oh Lord God. Direct our pathway, Lord. And we thank you for what you're going to do, Lord God, in our lives. In Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. Well, again, thank you for being a part of our of the TCPAG video podcast for We Write by Faith and Not by Sight. I love it. Bless <laughs> everyone. All right.